Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to Unlimited Horizons, the podcast by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Bizzuto. I'm the president here at IAW and always love, love, love joining these conversations with incredible women from our community where we share resources, support, motivation, empowerment. So welcome. Thank you for tuning in here today. I am so excited to introduce my guest. Marty Winder Adams is joining us. Marty is the go-to divorce coach for high achieving women. And I personally am very excited for this conversation because I just went through a divorce and it's not all that often that my personal story overlaps so much with who I'm hosting on the podcast. So I'm excited to dive in and learn more from Marty today. And I'm sure you will as well. So Marty, welcome to kick us off. I'd love to to hear more about your background, but how did you get to the point of being a divorce coach? Well, first, Megan, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and to the other wonderful, amazing women that are part of um, the IAW. Um, I I guess my, my beginning was I started out uh, in a non-traditional line of work. I was a, a got a degree in agriculture or almost I'm one credit short. I think <laughs> started working in the agriculture field, um, was a livestock buyer, moved into decided that wasn't my thing, moved into teaching, was a teacher behavior consultant for years and years and years in Canada, uh, moved down here to the United States, started doing family and divorce mediation way back in 1990 in Canada, went through my own divorce while I was doing divorce mediation training and was really upset about the public nature of divorce, was in a small community, um, was also teaching. My whole public life was kind of right out there and was not a positive divorce experience, did not have kids. So that was one benefit. Came Came down here to the United States and decided I didn't want to stay in the teaching field. So I started working uh, with helping families that were dealing with uh, behavioral difficulties with kids. I've been a behavior consultant. And from there, transitioned into domestic violence client advocate. So I worked with a lot of women who were fleeing horrible or trying to get out of really horrible relationships. Uh, Worked in that for a while, became an executive and leadership coach. And then I found out most of my high achieving women that I was working with. So, you know, senior level management, C-suite and up, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs were not just struggling with things at work, but what was going on in their life, typically divorce, separation, loss of a loved one, some kind of big, huge life transition on the personal side was, for lack of a better word, bleeding into their business life. Their productivity was dropping. They were having increased problems communicating with um, team members. They were distracted. They just were not in the game. And so a lot of my female clientele started saying to me, stop, stop working with us on our professional life. Start working us with us on this divorce stuff, because you are a mediator. You know what we're going through. You've been through it. You've got this training. So went back, got my um, uh, certification, uh, my credential in, in divorce transition coaching, and then have made this my full-time 
field ever since then. And I think that was a really long explanation, but <laughs> it's a complicated story, right? It is. As, as it I think is. most of our stories are by the time we decide what we want to be when we grow up. I know, right? I but I love I love the the background and how you transitioned to that point. I want to talk a little bit. It's interesting you mentioned the working with people in the professional setting, but the the personal stuff bleeds in, right? And often I think some so often we like the we tried to hide the messy parts of our life, right? And divorce, divorce, we talked about this before we started recording. Divorce sometimes feels like this really bad thing. And and this is something I personally struggled with is that, oh, I don't want to say I'm divorced. I don't want to, like, I, I feel like it, it's like a failure, right? It's a stamp of like, oh, it didn't work. I I messed something up. Yeah. So the the impact that divorce can have on, on everything. Right. And so like from a confidence standpoint, from a clarity standpoint, like talk me through like that, that challenge of that, that block of, Oh, maybe I shouldn't get divorced because, because it's, it's a bad thing. Right. And not a bad thing, but so often it, it impacts our our confidence. It impacts our lives in so many ways. Yeah. And it's, and I really appreciate what you're saying, Megan. One of the things I think that was my catalyst, it's a little story, but it's a short one. I was in a break room waiting to see, uh, she was a CEO in a Forbes 500 company. She was my one of my executive and leadership clients. And I was um, really excited about going in to see her. We were doing a performance review, the quarterly. She was doing fantastic. We were getting her prepped to be able to go out and talk to her uh, management team about the, the progress she had seen. And two, there was two people sitting, two men and two women sitting at a table in the break room. And I overheard the the man, one of the men say to the other people at the table who didn't realize who I was, how does she think she can keep running this company if she can't even hold her, her relationship together? Mm. And I mean, this was, this was 2019, right before COVID. This wasn't like in the 50s. And I was like, holy cow, how does that even happen? Where because you're a woman in a professional role, if you can't hold your relationship together, you've got a problem. Whereas what is it that, you know, a lot of times you'll hear jokey things about men getting a divorce. Oh, he's trading up for a younger model or something, right? Mm -hmm. So that that kind of really highlighted to me the disparity between um, when women are going through divorce and they're in a in a high pro- profile, high achieving position compared to perhaps their male counterparts. So mm-hmm. there is a lot of pressure to hold that relationship together. There's still a lot of, um, whether you're religious or not, quite often there's a religious um, aversion to divorce. Yep. There can be societal pressures. Your family doesn't like it, you know, and as a woman, you are typically the primary caregiver in the family. So you're real, you know, you're really concerned about how your kids are going to handle it. Not to say men aren't, but you know, it tends to fall, the caregiver role tends to fall on a woman stereotypically. So there's all these issues. And then there's that thought of, do I really want to start out? And this is where, this is where the mistake is. Do I really want to start over again? And I really work with your, with my clients. You're not starting over again. You're already, you're, you're not going to go backwards. It's not like snakes and ladders where you, you know, you're going to slide back down the board. Right. You're right. going to start out where you are. But the fear I think is just that all of this stuff is going to come in and my world is going to collapse. And it's yep. not, it's, it's not yeah. going to. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's something that through my own process, we were separated for over a year, a year and a half before I actually said, I want the divorce. It's time. Um, but that feeling of, am I start, I, I kind of went through this, this timeline of starting over again, but not like, it was almost like, no, I get to recreate my future. I now, I now can actually shift my vision and my focus because it's, this marriage is no longer serving anybody. And when I, when I walk away from it, I walk away confidently knowing that this is actually a really great opportunity for me to, to focus on the career I want and the way I want to be a mom and the, the, my financial goals and my personal goals. And it was kind of this eye-opening moment of like, oh, I don't have to, I the future I thought I had is gone. And I mourn some of that because, because it's just, it's such a shift, but now I actually get to be more intentional about what I'm doing. Yeah. And that is such a positive story. And that's what I really, that's one of the things that I work on with my clients from day one is where do you want to see yourself six months out from the divorce, a year out from the divorce, three and five years. And a lot of women are like, Oh, I just want to put my head down. I just want to get through the divorce. But if you don't have that vision, how do you know what financial decisions to make, what planning steps to take in the divorce, in the mediation, the negotiation, or even if you've got to go through litigation, how do you know what to ask for if you don't? It's like starting a business and not even having an understanding of what product you want to sell. You have got to have that in place. Right. And, and, but, on top of all of that, there's the huge emotional component, because I think I know when I went through my divorce, I felt like there was something wrong with me. Why can't I keep this together? Um, or there's the opposite side. I think the phase we all go through where everything in the relationship failure was the the partner's fault. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not the truth either. Typically, right. it's somewhere in the middle of those two perspectives. Yeah. So yeah, having having all of that when you go into the divorce, having somebody help you step you through that, right, can really help clarify. It's not gonna, you know, a coach or an attorney or a therapist is not gonna take away the emotions, but they right. they do help Support. you. Yeah, provide yeah. that. Yeah, clarity. and I have to say, having so that like I I reached a point where part of me making the decision to say, yes, I want a divorce was knowing what I wanted in the future and being able to, to see that vision for myself. And I went into it knowing short-term financial was really important to me because we were going from having two incomes to one income. And that was a big deal. And I said, short-term, I have a lot more stress short-term than I do (laughs) long-term. And so I knew that going into our mediation process, but also divorce is hard. I have three young kids. I have, I have, I have, I have a career. He has a career. We have lots of close family, lots of close friends. And knowing what my vision was for the future allowed me to like, when it got hard, I knew what I, I knew that long-term, like I had, I'm doing this because I want my future to be this. And I think that can be really helpful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, Again, it. I think it's such an individual thing. And I am going to say, I think I am a big proponent of separation. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that a lot of women have waited for, and I, I mentioned this before, typically about 18 months, women go back and forth. Should I, shouldn't I, should I stay, should I go? And 
that separation is almost like a trial period of being single again, Mm -hmm. um, where you can explore, okay, do I have the financial means to carry this? Or do I need to change my career? Or do I need to tighten my belt? Or what do I need to do? I think the separation is a nice cushion is a bad analogy, but it is kind of a cushion between going from married to, yeah, to divorce. I call it it timeout. Yeah. It it, it is kind of, I called timeout. I said, I need space. I need, I need us to not be in the same house all the time because it just, it, there was just so much intense pressure in the house all the time. And I felt like I could never get space to just think and just feel like, okay, what, what does it feel like if I'm not in the same house, like, and because all the, a lot of the household responsibilities fell on me. So it also became this, like, why does nobody do anything around the house? And the moment, the moment we, we did a, a nesting situation where we had a mm-hmm. shared apartment and whoever was with the kids was in the house and whoever was not was in the apartment. And it was amazing to see, like, I think everyone became more aware of how much I was doing in the house because suddenly mom's gone for a few days at a time. And it's like, how do we, how do they continue holding it all together? But that also gave me the assurance they're going to be fine <laughs> that I I don't have to stay in the marriage because the, the kids will be fine. Everyone will f- get fed. Everyone will be safe. Everyone will be taken care of. Um, there's, there's that challenge of like, I've, I, I mean, this year, my oldest daughter turned 14 and I wasn't with her on her birthday for the first time ever. And, and I thought I could call her, I could FaceTime her, um, and I thought, wow, these are this this is big change. This is hard, right? It's it's lots of emotion, lots of stuff tied into it. But having that separation period really helped from a clarity perspective. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing that you just pointed out that I think is really important is a lot of people stay in a relationship because they think divorce is going to be terrible for their kids. Yeah. If you can have a healthy, happy relationship, that's always the best yeah. option. But staying in a relationship where there's, um, and I'm not suggesting this was yours, but staying in a relationship where there's constant arguments or there's passive aggressiveness or there's no communication between the parents, Mm -hmm. the research is pretty clear that though that that family dynamic is much more potentially damaging to a child than having two happy healthy, well-adjusted parents living separately and the kids are going back and forth. Yep. You know, as long as kids feel loved and assured that things are going to be okay and mom and dad are coming through for them, kids are going to be okay. And even if one parent doesn't come through, as long as the other parent is coming through, right. kids are a lot more resilient, I think, than we give them credit for. And again, I'm not saying test that. And if, if people can stay together, I'm cheering you on. Right. But if it doesn't work, look at what's really in the best interests of your kids. And so, yeah, just exploring that and building those positive co-parenting relationships. Yep. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. And that's, that's our, our work with our marriage therapist actually turned into co-parenting. Like how, how do we co-parent in a successful way where we're processing emotion of divorce, but put that aside so that we can be good parents for our children. And I, the kids, I said very early on, they need to see us parenting to get, we need to be on the same page, right? We need to, we need to be really good co-parents and we can do this, but I'd rather them see two happy, healthy parents co-parenting together than the, the constant struggle inside the house, because they're aware of it. Even if we're not arguing in their faces, they're so aware of the feelings (laughs) 
Sure. Yeah, you, I mean, we as we as adults, you can walk into a room and pick up a vibe if people Somebody, are happy. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. So of Absolutely. course your kids can. Yeah. 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 So one of the things um we always talk about is kind of the the tips about community and how women can support each other. And you shared in your your show notes, um, reaching out for help in challenging times is the most effective way to navigate difficult waters. As women, we can support each other on a personal and professional level to pro- provide empowerment, support, and encouragement. And I I wholeheartedly believe in this message. This is like the, I, I love when people ask me for help because I'm like, yes, I, I want to help you, right? I want to be there for you. And I have a core group of people who have been my people through all of this and so helpful, but I do know it can be really hard to ask for help. It can be really hard to say, Hey, I'm going through some stuff. I need some help. Um, how do we get better at asking for help? That, that is kind of the, the big question, isn't it? I think one of the things is find somebody that you trust to ask for help. And Mm -hmm. There's nothing, it, you don't need to have a best friend that you want to share everything with. You don't need to go to your HR person, although they may be a really good resource. A lot of times I find women in particular are very hesitant to go to use EAP programs or to use like HR department people or even in-house coaches because the fear is how much confidentiality do I really have? Because yeah, they may not, you know, and I, and I think a lot of these programs do an excellent job at confidentiality, but yep. you don't have to go in-house. Um, you don't have to have a best friend, uh, you know, and, and I just want to be really realistic because sometimes, you know, the, the advice is, well, go to your best friend. Well, if you're working, you know, 90 hours a week on trying to build a business, you may not have a big social circle and that's okay. Don't feel bad about that. Um, there are like myself as a divorce transition coach, that's what I work with clients on. There are professionals that you can reach out to therapists. um, You know, if you are in a church group, if you're, if you're comfortable in talking with your religious leaders about that, what, you know, if you go to an energy healer, whoever it may be, just find that person that's going to really resonate with you. We're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with ebooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. Don't isolate yourself, though. If you find yourself pulling back or your idea of relaxing after work is going home and, you know, having a glass of wine and a pizza, that's a coping mechanism, but it's not a healthy one. So how can you make some of those changes? Get Mm -hmm. out, get into groups, find women's organizations, um, you know. Where you can where you can say, hey, I'm I'm struggling. Who could I talk to? And you're going to get some honest answers. 
Yeah. I think that's, that's yeah. really And that's, cool. I, I always, I know this is hard to, for people to do, but I'm always like, Hey, my door's always open. If you like, I, I maybe don't have the capacity to step up and help you one-to-one, but I know a lot of great people and, right. and no one should feel alone in this journey. It, it is hard. It's, it's, and I think any kind of life transition, right. I think we're, we're constantly making decisions and, and processing things and you add divorce on top of everything else going on. And yeah. it's hard. There's a, there's a lot to process. <laughs> yes. There is. And I, I really like that idea of having referrals. Cause a lot of times people come to me and I say, you know, I'm not really the, the, I don't think I'm the divorce coach for you, but Hey, I've got like 10 people that I know of that mm-hmm. I personally would recommend to you. And to me, those word of mouth referrals are way more, you yeah. know, if, if I know somebody and they say, Hey, this is a trusted person. Um, that gives me a lot more confidence in moving forward with, you know, at least reaching out and contacting that individual. Right. So I want to, before we start to wrap up here. So as a divorce coach, can you walk me through the the process you use with your clients and, and what what they get working with a divorce coach? Sure. So every divorce coach does things a little bit differently, Megan, you know, so I'm, I'm not, I, I'm, I can talk about what I do. Um, my process is I work with my clients for a six month period and I offer what I call a concierge style divorce coaching, which means you get three half hour booked scheduled times with me each month. And then basically I'm available for you anytime you need me. So you can text me, you can WhatsApp me, you can Voxer me, you can you know, there's a email me. Um, yeah. and typically I get back with them and the process I use is to start with, like I said, setting that goal or vision that you want for yourself in the future, mm-hmm. talking about where you see the obstacles are, and yep. then strategizing what are some, what are some techniques for moving through those, um, because I am a mediator, I do a lot of work with preparing people on the emotional side, how to have these negotiations, how to know what you absolutely need to get out of the, the divorce, what, what are just the wants, how you can be flexible, how to set up a co-parenting plan. That's a huge, I mean, there's like 3000 decisions in a co-parenting plan. So yes. how do you know <laughs> how to talk about having that, having that, Having somebody walk you through, not tell you what to do. My clients make all their own decisions. I don't, I don't tell them. I don't provide legal advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes for a lot of my clients, it's helping them prep to go in to talk to their attorney to know what, what questions they should be asking their attorney. Because unfortunately, spending a lot of time asking the wrong questions to your attorney is going to really jack up your legal fees. Yes. So which questions are best for your attorney? Which one should you be asking your financial planner? Which one should you be asking, you know, maybe a mental health professional in your life? So how can, how can I help you streamline all of those things? So I work with people all through the divorce with that. And then that's why it's a six month package. And then typically if people want to re-up, I do some work on the other side with co-parenting or becoming a spectacularly single woman, um, you know, depending on what your situation is. I don't do the dating stuff, but I have some great dating coaches. When you're ready to enter back into that world, um, you know, I can certainly refer you on. So my, I I guess I do end-to-end divorce work um, with the goal of supporting each client as an individual. I don't do the group coaching. I think that um, your personal life is private and I want to make sure I honor that. So that's what, that's the way I do it. I love it. It it sounds so supportive and and so empowering through this this 
difficult process. And, and you work specifically with high performing women, correct? I do. I, 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 and so here's the the caveat with that. Sometimes high performing women have been out of the workplace, raising children for 10, 15, who knows how long, maybe 20 years, but you know, maybe, and now they're coming back into the workplace. So it's not that you have to be in a high performing position. It's just, you really have a vision for yourself and where you yeah. want to go. Oh, I yeah. love that. It's so supportive. I love it. I think for anyone going through this process, um, definitely reach out to Marty if you have questions. Or I also want to point out she has a podcast where you can tune in for lots of great, great tips. I was exploring some of your episodes earlier this morning. Oh, um, <laughs> I love my <laughs> podcast. I love podcasting. It's my favorite <laughs> thing. I agree with you. It's so fun. Um, tell me more about where people can find you and the resources that you have. Sure. So social media, um, pretty much anywhere, Marty Winder Adams, it's kind of a u- unique name. So there's not a lot. Um, I also go by the divorce coach for, and that's the number for women. Uh, that's my website, www.divorcecoach4, number four women. And uh, my podcast is The D Shift, Redefining Divorce and Beyond. Love it. We will have all that linked up in the show notes as well. So you can go connect, you can go learn more. Um, I certainly have learned a lot through our conversation and just by looking at your podcast this morning. So excited for the the support and services that you offer. Um, as we wrap up, I always like to, to close out with final words of advice or, or tips that you want to offer to our listeners. I think the, the most important thing I think is don't let divorce define you. You have the opportunity to define yourself through this process. And the more that you um, empower yourself, the more you get a better understanding of your options, the more that you have an opportunity to uh, explore solutions, the more confident you're going to be when you walk out of the divorce that number one, you got it together, you're ready to go. And number two, that you have what you need to move forward with whatever your life is going to look like. Absolutely. Such a great way to close us out. Thank you, Marty, so much. I enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for being here on the podcast. Uh, to everyone listening, let us know through our reviews. If you if something resonated with you, if you enjoyed this conversation, let us know. Go, go check out Marty's website and profiles online. Uh, lots of great resources for anyone navigating the divorce process or post-divorce process as well. Um, and we are always here to support you. We look forward to seeing you back here again next week. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.